0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. I do have an Ombi who is joining us and uh, is our special, very special guest for today as we end off uh, this is the last Thursday um, of August and therefore we thought uh, on the yellow mic let us end off with Usisint Ombi Mahangwani and she is going to be telling us a little bit more about herself even though I have already introduced her. Um, We know her as the Director of Integrated Marketing um, and communications um, and the women's forum um, led at accenture africa and uh, she joined Accenture at 8 uh, 2015 and uh, was tasked to build strategic value and deliver personalized unique marketing as well as uh, communications experience. She is a formidable force and uh, an incredible uh, woman. Um, I'm sure if you can just go onto Google right now, um, you'll find a whole lot of uh, archives and data on Untombi. Uh, um, Dombi, before I go on to much how are you this evening
1: (laughs) my family and i managed to uh cross the borders and just get out of our familiar environment before we lost our minds from being in the same house over (laughs) and over again for the past five months so we managed to cross over obviously to attend to some family obligations. Yes. But we are in beautiful KZN attending family obligations. Oh, lovely. But also just breathing in the Midlands, fresh air. Yes. Looking at a different view and restoring our mental health. As you know, the lockdown has been quite difficult with people stuck in the same environment for the past Mm -hmm. five months. So how am I? I'm absolutely super
0: mangondovius <laughs> I love it super mangondovius I've taken it it's mine now I'll use it all the time <laughs> <laughs> we've coined it you coined it and I took it thank you so much um, Dombi you're an absolute uh, formidable force and you're a woman that uh, challenges this, um, the um, status quo and you speak about uh, um, things that some uh, people shy away from you know um, uh, almost want to call you an activist in a Way of uh, gender issues. But uh, um, you'll explain to us who you are and, uh, you know, what are your various passions and the things that are most important to you. Um, before we get into um, the crux of the story, um, Dombi, tell us briefly who is Ndombi? Where was Ndombi raised? Um, how did Ndombi become this incredible, um, amazing, and just, uh, you know, this
1: force of a woman? Thank you, TC. So Ndombi is the youngest daughter in a family of five powerful women. My name is Ndombi Zodwa because I am the last one, and, and I am the youngest girls. one. So my parents <laughs> have only daughters. And really, I grew up in Soweto uh, between Orlando East and Deep Loof Extension. And I really have been blessed with the fact that in the '70s, when uh, the Catholic schools allowed black parents to bring their kids to private schools, my parents sold everything from amakwinya to cool drink to sweets to smoked fish to make sure we were able to go to school in Rosebank. So wow. I think I'm telling this story because a lot of people often assume when they hear people like myself they assume well she must obviously come from a well off family she had it easy in life and here I am saying actually I am just an ordinary person yes I see myself now as privileged but that's because I worked my way up to the top but ordinarily born and bred in Orlando even lived in a shack no fancy big houses just was very focused in terms of understanding that I did not like the poverty I was seeing around me. I did not like some of the experiences my family, my friends, my extended community was going through. And I was intelligent enough to make a decision to say, I'm going to go to school, work hard so that I can change my circumstances. And as a result of that, I managed to go to school in Rosebank at a Catholic school. I then after Catholic school, I decided to go and join Rhodes University without a penny on me. And I just went there and I begged and they took me. And um, at Rhodes University, I studied journalism. I am actually a qualified radio journalist. And I've also done some TV work in journalism, and I've also trained writers as well. And from my journalism, I also actually am a qualified actress. But as you know, in South Africa, being an actress can sometimes be a difficult job. And my father is by profession an actor and a playwright. So I knew the life of an actor. So the agreement between my parents and I was to, okay, study acting, but have a plan b mm. and the plan b was the journalism journalism then changed and moved into communications and public relations that then grew into internal communications and then that grew into marketing so my really my specialization at the moment is marketing and communications and i love the fact that with my journalism background and with my drama background the world is my stage every day because mm. I will it that way and I choose to see the world that way. And when people say I am a formidable person and I'm an absolute uh, source of strength to be encouraging other people, it's because I deliberately continue to educate myself, I continue to reinvent myself. Mm. I don't just say, well, I went to school, I've got a degree, I'm done and dusted, I continue to study even with the senior positions that I have. I'm currently completing my PhD on developing a leadership model for fundamental change in the fourth industrial revolution. I'm passionate about leadership. I'm passionate about growing and grooming female leaders for the future. I'm passionate about paying it forward and lifting as I rise and being a leader who can be a role model to others. And also most important, helping others realize that when you see a leader at the top, it's not because they are bathing in milk and honey and lavender or they are living in big houses. These are ordinary people like you and me. Mm. And it's just the choices that they took They focused in terms of education. Whenever somebody believed in them and decided to invest in them, they took that investment opportunity and made use of it. That's what I've done. I've just been fortunate in that I'm very vocal about what I want for my life. I share those visions and my plans with my boss, with my line manager. They see something in me. They invested in me. And I didn't take that investment and waste it. Therefore, the investment paid off. And really, it's just about me saying when I see something, I put together a plan and I go for it. Mm. And it starts with self-belief. It starts with self-acceptance. It starts with self-love. If I don't believe in myself, nobody else is going to believe in me.
0: Mm. Mm. Sure. Don't be. You are mentioning very crucial points there. And I think a lot of women and a lot of ladies out there need to hear what you're saying. Um, That is an incredible story and just an incredible journey itself. You know, truly humble beginnings and truly working um, your way up to the top and uh, taking every opportunity um, that comes your way. Now, coming to women. Um, of the 21st century, here we are. We are these uh, um, women with amazing opportunities. We can do whatever it is that we want to do, um, finally. Um, What would you say is the most important challenge that women face in this day and age?
1: You know, I I would argue that COVID-19 has actually brought with it greater inequality for women. Mm. Women are sitting at home being mothers, being an employee to that job that you were doing while sitting at home, being a wife, being a teacher as well, and being the glue to the family. Mm. So women are facing a great deal of anxiety. And when we say, how do we uplift our women? I want to encourage women to understand that. In the same way COVID-19 accelerated the fourth industrial revolution, you have the opportunity to use digital technology to accelerate your development and your growth as a woman. We all know that our economy, the only way it is going to grow and accelerate into the future is through digital technology. Therefore, our women, in the same way they have evolved and reinvented themselves to respond to COVID-19. I would encourage them to evolve and reinvent themselves for the roles and the jobs they are in and to embrace change, number one, most critical to embrace digital transformation. Digital transformation has the ability to bridge the gap of inequality for women. If women can understand what digital technology is, how it can improve their jobs, how it can improve their role, how it can also escalate the career path, they will be better positioned to have sustainable roles and sustainable careers and sustainable businesses into the future. So I encourage our women to, number one, embrace change and digital technology. That's number one. Number two, I want to try and ask my fellow sisters that I know it's not easy and not everybody is a me in the sense that not everybody has the boldness, the strength, and the courage to always talk back and to protect themselves. But the truth is when somebody uses inappropriate language, inappropriate behavior, and bullies us, if we keep quiet, then the cycle continues. And we will, for many years, be having conversations about women abuse and everything. I understand that we as women are also facing the challenge of how we were culturally raised, our socialization and our backgrounds, where women were given particular tasks particular roles, and therefore some women are stuck at home with their abusers because they are dependent on a livelihood from that abuser. What I'm requesting is that our women sometimes take the time out to think it's okay to start again. It's okay to rebuild from scratch. And we must absolutely, as women, Start changing the conversation when somebody uses inappropriate behavior. You need to alert them. We don't need to fight about this. You don't need to raise your voice. It is about educating our brothers and even some of our sisters about what is appropriate and inappropriate behavior. Because sometimes we assume people know. Most of the time they absolutely know, TC. They absolutely know. But We need to play the role of educating, educating and helping people shift that behavior and saying this is an inappropriate, you will not speak to me that way, you will not treat me that way. If we do not use our voices, we will forever be silent and we will forever be women talking to women about women. And that is what we're trying to break. So we need to embrace the ability to correct things when we see that they are wrong. And we need to understand our journey is going to be long to equality. Mm. South Africa may have a, 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 a senior... President Ramaphosa is really being a great leader in terms of having women represented in his cabinet. However... We know that in corporate South Africa, be it we're looking at entrepreneurs or we're looking at corporates and private businesses, we know that those areas are not equal. We know that our journey to infiltrate and to also find a culture of equality in place is very far. There are not enough women represented in JSE-listed organizations. The JSE has absolutely the best policies, but we find that the companies listed on the JSE, some of them are not actually implementing and walking the talk. The JSE has to nudge them, follow up. So as women, we need to understand that we are not yet represented in the boardroom, in leadership tables, where decisions are being made, and we cannot say, oh, well, if they don't want to, then let's just leave it alone. No, it is our duty and our responsibility to make sure that we continue to have the conversations and make sure we are on the agenda and make sure that we are speaking up to make sure that we are represented. Don't forget, TC, when you give a job to a woman, when you give a job to a mother, that mother takes that money and feeds a home is a community, and they actually bridge that gap of inequality within the community that they are living. So our women are powerful people, but we need to remember our journey to the top is not something that's going to be an event. It won't happen overnight, and we all have a responsibility to play, and we need to play that responsibility. Every small action from every single person needs And will contribute towards us as South African women getting to equal. And don't just think you must focus on it as a woman and forget your brothers and your fathers. We need to work with our men in South Africa for us to be able to get to equal as women in South Africa.
0: Mm, Absolutely. As allies, we need to be um, allies to one another. Then looking at, uh, once again, uh, coming back to your story, um, the greatest hurdle that you have had to overcome um, in your personal journey?
1: Oh, my goodness, TC. I must tell you, my greatest hurdle was probably my greatest blessing. I won't lie, TC. When I was going through my greatest hurdle, it was painful it, 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 I, I think I probably was bleeding from my heart rather than crying from my heart. And when I was going through it, I just thought, oh, my goodness, why do I have to go through this and do I deserve this? I had the opportunity to lead a team. And obviously, we are a South African country that is riddled with issues from the past, racism, apartheid. And those elements still exist today. And I found myself in a situation where one of my junior members of my team went and lied to me, lied about me. And actually, uh, the company investigated me and risked my entire career. So after working hard for probably more than 10 years, my reputation went down the toilet.
0: Wow.
1: So I'm quite lucky in that I said to the company, I've got nothing to hide So bring in somebody who's going to investigate, and they can also then interview my team. The moral of the story is I was vindicated. But, you know, the damage is done, T C H. hey? The Mm. damage is done. You've got to rebuild your reputation. But let me tell you what happened. The person who came in to investigate was a gentleman who runs his own leadership and consulting organization, working with, with senior leaders, coaching them, etc. And I know that when he was briefed, and he says it to me as well, he says, I was absolutely convinced that you were guilty when I was asked to come in and investigate your, your case. And when he then investigated and found out that actually the opposite is the truth of what sure. the company has been told, The result of it is that the gentleman who investigated became my executive coach. He was so impressed with what people were saying about me as a person, as a leader, my integrity, and how I fight for the people in my team. That gentleman literally had a 360-degree turnaround to say, I want to work with you to develop you from being a good leader to being a great leader. So here I am working with somebody who is white, male, Afrikaans. I am black, short, dachy, so little, (laughs) very little in common, really, the two of us. But I can tell you now, TC, the work I do with Dr. Neil Raw is what has made me the leader that I am. The work I do with Dr. Neeraal as my executive coach is the reason you are speaking to me today, because there is strength in leaders taking time out to further understand themselves and build self-awareness about Mm. themselves, understanding what transformational leadership is, understanding how to get the best results from your team members, understanding emotional intelligence so that you don't manage Tembi like John, like Bushi. They are different human beings. They have different passions, and you need to respect them with their individuality. So as a leader, I've been blessed in that I have had leaders above me allowing me and giving me investment for me to be able to work with an executive coach. And I've worked with this guy for the past nine years, K.C. Nine years. So that's why I say the worst possible thing in my career where somebody lied about me and tarnished my reputation and felt like the worst thing I could ever face where I was down in the gutter, suffering from depression, knowing that I was not guilty but I had to prove myself, that was by far the best thing that could have ever happened to me because it helped me to grow I took the lessons and the painful lessons from it to develop myself even further, and it introduced a character in my life who helped to even elevate me and my career, and up to today, he is my life coach. I continue to work with him, so I am truly grateful for the worst thing that I thought had happened to me in my career, and yes, TC. It's unfortunate in that it was a woman who lied about me. It was a woman who burnt my reputation. And so what, TC? Mm. Be it it was a woman, it was a man. There are key learnings out of it. And the point is I didn't allow it to pull me down. I allowed it to actually stretch me and to develop me further. So it all depends on the lens you choose to use when you are faced with challenges in life.
0: Hmm. Wow. You allowed it to strengthen you and you allowed it to develop you further. The greatest hurdle actually became the greatest blessing in your life. So powerful. Then looking at... What needs to change for women, women of the world, women of Africa, in the next 10 years? What would be your list of things that need to be transformed?
1: I think our women need to, first of all, realize who and what they are. I think sometimes our women, when they're going through a difficult time, faced by hungry children, uh, unemployment uh, abuse in the home. I think when you are overwhelmed and consumed with all of that, you forget that women are born with inner strength that they can absolutely call upon to pull themselves out of very difficult circumstances. By nature, we are strong as women. And I think women need to be aware of that. And it doesn't matter how hard it is you can pull yourself out of a difficult situation. You just need to start believing in yourself. I think, number two, women need to love themselves. I I sometimes am concerned when I speak at conferences or I speak with women. They talk about, oh, I was asking my male boss what we need to do as women to to get along. Why are we asking men (laughs) about how we, as women, need to get along and stop pulling each other down if you know that you have the ability to actually lift others up then focus on that focus on what you are capable on and don't always run to other men to be giving you advice it's about women believing in themselves and that is very critical for me right We've got to believe in ourselves, and we've got to love ourselves as women. We will not get enough love from other people if we do not love ourselves. Three, women must absolutely be committed to reading. We don't all have money to go and do degree after degree or diploma or certificate after certificate, but we do have access to the Internet. The Internet is a pool of knowledge that we can use to improve our circumstances as women. Number four, we've got to play a part in our organizations where we tell our leaders and our CEOs that we want to see a culture of equality. We want to see the policies that will support women being represented at the top. If you work for a company where there are no women represented at the top, why don't you ask your boss, why don't you ask your CEO, what are we doing to get more women represented at the top. Where are the gender policies that will get us there? How are we tracking? Have we decided that we are going to have 50-50 representation? Have we decided that we are going to track that men and women doing the same job will be paid the same amount? Ask those uncomfortable questions at work. Absolutely, have uncomfortable discussions and make your leaders uncomfortable so that they can do the right thing because it is absolutely the right thing to get to equal. And most important, I want to say to our women if you are not playing your part to lift as you rise, I personally believe that you are in turn shutting the door to other blessings in your life. If you are blessed, continue to bless. If you have the ability to train or coach two or three other women in your spare time, continue to do that. If you were privileged to have a line manager or a boss or anybody who said, we are going to invest in you because we see potential in you, you should do the same invest in others and continue to release their potential. Help others to get to where you are as a woman. We need to, as women, absolutely stop this language. I hate it when I have interviews and the interviewee is particularly a man and they will say to me, Oh, but women suffer from the PhD syndrome. I'm like, what is this thing? PhD syndrome is the pull-her-down syndrome. The only PhD syndrome I know is going to result in a red gown and the title of Dr. Mangwani.
0: Come on.
1: This <laughs> rubbish of the pull-her-down syndrome. We need to Stop that perception as women, and we need to show our male counterparts, our brothers, our sisters, that we as women can work together, collaborate together, and we can all lift as we rise.
0: Lift as we rise. I love it. Sister um, Dombey, uh, I think we should end it there um, uh, because the we will go over time if we continue. <laughs> but, um, Diabula, like a coolum, Um, thank you so much. Um, for joining us and for being a beam of light. Um, and everything that you have said, it it's almost it felt like it was just an overflow of wisdom, um, of kindness, of you know, someone that's walked a journey, you know, um, and just that authentic experience and authentic um conversation that I think a lot of women are looking for, and sometimes we're not having those conversations, you know, um, we're having those conversations that you just mentioned. Now the PhDs, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. those are not doing any any um any of us um any good. So siabulela, thank you so much. Be blessed and may God extend your territory. Um, may you reach greater heights and may you Amen. um you know take others along. Um, I'm going to call you straight after this and say please mentor me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it on air so that you you don't <laughs> run away from me. <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
0: Thank you. God bless you, siswamo. Um Chitlaksigilega Kulu. Thank you. Thank you. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on seven two nine AM. Visit us
1: on ww.kpulpit.co.za.